Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Eric Snyder with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring to you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited today to be joined by Scott Sprower, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Scott is a senior managing director and portfolio manager leading our California and taxable municipal business. We've been looking forward to having him back on the show to share his observations. Scott, great to have you today with us on the Muni360 podcast. Thanks, Eric. Scott, it's hard to believe that the first quarter is already behind us as the market seeks to bounce back after 2022. What are your observations so far this year in terms of market tone compared to last year? It seems like we've had a strong January, but a little bit of a reversal in February and a firmer tone since then. Thanks, Eric. Yes, absolutely. The tone this year has changed dramatically versus last year. Last year, everyone knows that the Fed was on a very aggressive rate hiking path and obviously did so over a very short period of time. That had a dramatic impact on rates as well as the shape of the yield curve. As a result, we saw tremendous outflows, record outflows in the muni industry, and obviously it impacted all fixed income asset classes. As we turn the calendar to 2023, outflows have subsided. We've actually seen inflows and strong demand, and we've also seen yields obviously jump dramatically in 22 that sets us up for what we feel is a very constructive and strong year in 2023. Okay, that's a breath of fresh air, I think. Let's spend some time, Scott, on March headlines related to the banking sector, and more specifically, what impacts, if any, do we see in the municipal bond market? Yeah, with respect to the banking issues that we saw in March, obviously it was a risk-off trade. We saw a flight to quality and treasuries rally significantly. That drove returns, I would say, across all fixed income asset classes and municipals were no exception. So we saw positive returns, but most asset classes couldn't keep pace with the flight to quality in treasuries. With respect to holdings within the municipal marketplace, banks do have exposure to municipal bonds. We saw some sell lists, we saw some bid wanted, but we really didn't see a tremendous amount of selling pressure. That's something that we're keeping our eye on. But I guess the backdrop that we have today at strong and attractive absolute levels, but also little supply, we don't think that that should be an issue at the moment for the municipal marketplace. Sounds like we've been a little bit insulated. Absolutely. Realizing we do not make interest rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios we manage, Many ask how we would assess the current rate and inflation narrative. Do we think the current narrative is priced into the municipal market? Yeah, it's a really good question. Munis have obviously performed year to date against the backdrop of obviously some volatility we've seen in rates, but also a trend lower in CPI and also expectations for overall growth. We're at the end or closer to the end of the Fed rate hike path. So we are very constructive on the marketplace. We're still looking at CPI. There's obviously a number coming out this week that will have an impact. The May Fed meeting is not too far away. The expectation is they will raise rates, another 25 basis points. But there is disagreement about what happens towards the second half of the year. 
does the Fed cut? So that will actually institute volatility in rates. We don't think we're going to go back to the highs of last year, of last October, but we are right now in the middle of a range. And we do think that you'll probably trend around that range, plus or minus 25 basis points. But again, there will be volatility as there's more and more, I would say, data that comes out, also more clarity on the Fed, but also there's geopolitical risks as well. So we are watching it very, very closely, but we are constructive on the market from where we are today. Thanks, Scott. While some investors may be a bit tentative given the interest rate and inflation narrative in the U.S., can you share some thoughts on levels, spreads, and the general attractiveness in the market we see? Absolutely. We still see very, very attractive opportunities in the municipal marketplace today. From a ratio perspective, there are certain parts of the yield curve that we think are attractive. Down the curve has seen a tremendous amount of demand that's really inside 10 years. We think you should avoid that part of the curve. Out the curve, I'd say 10 or 12 years and longer are much more fairly valued. So there's opportunity there. Absolute yields, which have jumped roughly 200 basis points last year up and down the yield curve, are a little bit tighter today by anywhere from 20 to 30 basis points, but we're still very attractive on a historical basis. And then tax equivalent yields. If you look at a 3% book yield or a 4% book yield in the municipal marketplace, it's the equivalent of a 5 or roughly a 6.5% yield on a tax equivalent basis. So very attractive versus other taxable fixed income asset classes. So there is actually opportunity, in our opinion, in the market still today. Excellent. Still looking attractive, even as you go out the curve. We've been in the heart of tax season. So going with the theme of high tax states, can you spend some time talking about the state of California and New York? Those two states are obviously high tax states, and those have strong retail demand. California has done very, very well coming through the COVID crisis with rainy day funds, reserves set aside, and very, very strong, I would say, fiscal management. New York is the same way. They don't have the same amount of reserves, but again, just broadly speaking, the two states have fared very well coming out of the COVID crisis. Where we stand today, demand is still strong, spreads are still attractive. So California, again, is not at the tights. We still think that there's spread compression in California, state of California paper specifically, And then obviously there's many other credits within the state. There's a large amount of issuers on the local level, but also on the revenue back side that are very attractive. And there's different structures. There's 4% coupons and 5% coupons and 5% plus coupons. So we find a lot of different types of opportunities in the marketplace. We've been emphasizing high quality bonds in California specifically because relative value fell out of favor last year. We've also been emphasizing higher coupons because In the dislocation, you could get five and a quarters and five and a halves and even six percents in the state of California. And again, same in New York. New York was still, I think, struggling with the recovery from COVID. They were a little bit more of the epicenter of the COVID crisis and the pandemic. They've taken a little bit longer to recover, but you're starting to see spreads tighten there much more so after lagging last year and from a performance and a spread perspective. Thanks, Scott. You really highlighted some great points and some great depth in those marketplaces as well. On a related note, the value for California and New York, um, as you mentioned, is clearly there. Why does this matter to residents of other states investing in a national municipal portfolio? We think it's really important to have these high tax states, these specialty states within these national portfolios, because there is somewhat of a seasonality at times in terms of retail demand and also flows. So in times of uh, outflows or seasonalities, negative seasonalities or negative technicals, you can pick up this type of paper cheap. And then obviously, as either issuance declines or inflows increase, you can sell into much, much tighter spreads than you would be able to achieve on the national side. 
So from a total return perspective, it's somewhat of an additional total return contributor in a national fund, kind of vital anchors. So let's move into other aspects outside of California and New York of the credit landscape. On prior shows, we've talked about strong credit fundamentals. However, some clients ask, how does credit hold up should economic weakness and recessionary pressures persist? I think there's a concern about, obviously, revenue streams declining. The municipal asset class is actually a very kind of it's considered a late cycle asset class because many of those revenue streams that back the debt is uh, somewhat sticky. If you think about a lot of the essential service type of issuers in our marketplace, they're somewhat monopolistic. If you think about utilities, water sewer utilities or electric utilities, obviously transportation as well. These are monopolistic type of entities that have the ability to raise revenues if there is some kind of slowdown. And also property taxes. If we go to the geo level, if we look at local or state geos, property taxes are somewhat sticky. Assessments, even in a real estate downturn, the assessments don't necessarily adjust immediately. So those are steadier revenue streams that obviously maintain the debt service level during times of difficult economic backdrop. Why should investors consider actively managed funds as a replacement or complement to passive approaches and What are some of the recent portfolio positioning themes that illustrate that point? I think from an active perspective, we've seen the volatility through the last, I'd say, you know, 18 months or so with what the Fed's doing, what the curve's doing, but also the outflow cycle that we experienced last year. That was a tremendous opportunity to reset portfolios, to reset book yields, to quality up. Relative value fell out of favor last year because of the outflows that the market was seeing that was just really trying to to find any liquidity. So everything kind of got painted with a very similar brush in terms of different types of credits, different types of structures. That gave us an opportunity to to harvest losses, but also increase book yields by several, I would say, at least at a minimum of 100 basis points. But also, as I said, quality up, improve credit quality, improve some of the structures where, as I mentioned earlier, bigger coupons, fives, five and a quarters, five and a half percent coupons that are very, very defensive that we're trading at historically very wide spreads were instituted across all our portfolios. So that's kind of the difference between active versus passive. We thought that we were given an opportunity with that dislocation, as difficult as it was, to position our portfolios for some normalcy, some kind of return to a kind of normal shape of the yield curve and, and kind of volatility being reduced. Great. looks like income certainly is expected to play a bigger role this year in terms of meeting client objectives and, and total return. Thank you, Scott. It's great to see that uh, Mackay Municipal Managers is optimistic about the municipal market in 2023. And we think the stage is well set for those taking an active approach. This has been a great conversation, and I'm sure our listeners will find your thoughts and insights to be very helpful. Before we let you go, do you have any parting thoughts? As you mentioned, we are incredibly optimistic about the market this year. We think, and you, you just touched on it, income all of a sudden has become very, very important in terms of what the total return expectations are throughout the year. Historically, if you go back several years in a very, very low rate environment with Fed funds at zero, income really was not part of the total return equation. Now it is. And I think that that will set up, obviously, investors for years to come. We've made the changes and implemented the changes in our portfolios. So we're excited for some kind of, as I mentioned, reversion to the mean in terms of a market that settles down, volatility is reduced. And then also just in the short term, seasonalities have been very, very constructive going forward. If you think about the summer months, June, July, and August are very strong in terms of coupon payments and maturities. That typically is against the backdrop of limited supply. So 
We're coming through tax season now that's somewhat muted. You obviously don't have a lot of tax payments after last year uh, and the losses that obviously were realized. So the market technicals right now are very strong. And I think in the next several weeks to maybe a month, you'll start to see the summer technicals kick in. Excellent. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of the Muni 360 podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Eric Snyder with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. CPI is the consumer price index that measures the overall change in consumer prices based on a representative basket of goods and services over time. Credit quality. Percentages are based on fixed income securities held in the fund's investment portfolio and exclude any equity or convertible securities and cash or cash equivalents. Ratings apply to the underlying portfolio of debt securities held by the fund and are rated by an independent rating agency, such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. If ratings are provided by the rating agencies but differ, the lower rating will be utilized. If only one rating is provided, the available rating will be utilized. Securities that are unrated by the rating agencies are reflected as such in the breakdown. Unrated securities do not necessarily indicate low quality. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BB through D represent non-investment grade. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Manager's team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay High Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Securities distributed by New York Life Distributors, LLC. 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302.